Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we're talking about the difference between self-improvement and transformation. Holy Spirit transformation. Yes. God transforming our lives. Compared to bettering myself and being the best version of me that I can make me. And there's a lot out there about that, isn't there? There is. A a lot of um, secular talks and articles are talking a lot about how to how to bring up your kids to be better human beings, how to be a better human being yourself. I think it's all very nice, really. It's good. I mean, well, I'm you, not hear, you hear a lot about it in church too. I mean, you mm-hmm. you want to be a better Christian. You want to you know be kinder, more loving, more yeah. generous. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we are geared up that way, but there, we've been talking about this a fair bit, haven't we, over the last couple of weeks? Well, it was since we did that podcast on um, blind, blind spots. Yeah. Yeah. Because it got us thinking, didn't it, about how you could just start to, you could start to fix these things yourself. Yeah. So you're aware of a blind spot in your life. You think, okay, I need to work on that. I need to work on that jealousy issue or I need to work on that rejection issue. And we we can do it completely on our own or we could be saying, right, I've got to work on this and God, can you help me? Can you help me? Or is there another? Is there another way? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit different, I guess, this podcast, isn't it? Because it's a little bit of a... We're not quite sure where we're going to go. We're, we're just going to have a good old chat about it. A little it. chat about it. Chimwag. Because it is a big deal, actually, this, I think, because the knee jerk for us, I think, oftentimes is the self-improvement feeling, like it's on me. Somehow it's on me to improve myself. Kind of like, OK, God, thank you. I'll, I'll now do this. Yeah, it's like that verse that talks about Jesus standing at the door and knocking. Lo, I stand at the door and knock, and if you let me in etc. It's almost like he knocks on the door of our heart and he says, Andy, um, I want to work on this issue in my in your life. Oh, can I pick one for you to? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I will edit that out if you do. So no, he knocks on the door. I open the door. I say, hello, Lord. And he says, um, Andy, I want to work on this issue. And then I, it's really big, I say, big thank issue. you. Yeah. I, I then close the door. After, I say, thank you, obviously. Thank you, Lord. And I close the door and then I think I've got to fix it. Which is not the point well, here. And, and is, then, is then the point you're going to fix it and then you're going to go back and find him when you're well, better? Well, probably. I'll open the door and say, I, I, I I've, work, I've, I've, <laughs> I've done it, Lord. There we are. I'm better. Ta-da. So I think this is what sums up the big difference between self-improvement and transformation. So self-improvement is basically the aim to change behaviour, right? So I want to be better at that's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. I want to I want to change my behavior. I want to be a nicer person, a kinder person, more long-suffering, more generous, whatever it is. So I want to change my behavior, but transformation is God changing my heart. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting again with that verse in Revelation that Jesus stands at the door of really of our heart and is knocking. Mm-hmm. And he wants to do and he wants to come in and do that work of transformation. So is it different because he's, is it different to self-improvement because he's setting the agenda, he's in control, and he's the one that's actually doing the work and we're kind of doing the work with him. Right, but he's in charge. I mean, I guess he's in charge. the clue's in the name, isn't it? So self-improvement means self. that self mm-hmm. is in charge. Because the truth is, there is effort involved, isn't there? If we really follow after the Lord, he will knock on the door of our heart and he will transform us because that's the journey. I mean, the theological term is sanctification, right? That we're on this day by day 
journey of transformation of him making us more into his image and dealing with those sinful areas and those broken areas and all that kind of stuff. But it's about him doing the work. Him doing the work. Yeah. There's that scripture, isn't there, in Galatians that talks about how we start off, how we can start off in our own efforts or we start off, no, we start off in the Holy Spirit and we perfect it ourselves. Yeah. Brilliant translation. Yeah. It's Galatians 3, verse 2 and 3. It says, um, let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? But I think we all fall into that so easily, that we become a Christian. It's absolutely by faith. We're trusting in a God that we can't see. We're trusting in the fact that Jesus died on the cross. He rose again. He paid the price for me. I'm, I'm bought into this new family. It's all by faith. And then we switch. It's like we, we flip this switch and all of a sudden it's about, I've got to be better. But don't you think, I was just thinking when you were saying that, that sometimes people, and we can all fall into this, we don't, we forget that God is kind and gentle. Like I was thinking of you when you said that thing about we shut the door. Like we could just be shutting the door in sort of rebellion and independence and, you know, well, I, I don't need you, God. But more than likely, most of us close that door or close the door too, because we don't really, really, truly know he wants to come and in and help us and come alongside us right. and do this work. We, we think he's just pointing out our faults. So in yeah. a sense, he's knocking on the door. He's saying, yeah, this is an issue. And we, we close the door because, because he's holy and mighty and, and he's just telling us off. And we want to be more acceptable to him. Maybe that's part of it. We feel like if we can, okay, Lord, I'll work on that. And then maybe I'll be more acceptable to you and I'll, I'll be loved more by yeah. you. And, but of course, none of what we're talking about, this, this transformation thing, that doesn't make us more saved or more, or, yeah. or more loved. More loved. Mm. It, it just is our response to the, it, our love response to him is, Lord, I want you to change me and yeah. work in me. And, and he actually isn't giving us, he isn't shining his light on these things in our lives. And we need to talk about what those things could be. Yeah. Um, but he's not shining his light to just say, well, I don't like that. And I don't like that. Here's he's, the list. He's the list. He's saying, I, I want you, I want you to come to me and I want you to grow in me and I want to change these things. It's, it's like that, there's this beautiful verse, isn't there? I'm going to do it again, paraphrase the Bible, but he talks about the shepherd gathering his flock yeah. and holding them tenderly in his arms. It's in Isaiah. Oh, I know that much. Well done. And, um, and I think that is what he wants to do. He wants to draw us close. That other scripture talks about drawing us with unfailing kindness. Mm. He's draw- beckoning us to himself and saying, come on, I want to work on these things. Let me, let's work together on this. Let's- mm. So what are some of the things that... Well, just before we go into those, on? I was just thinking about how, again, this thing about heart and behaviour, like it's, it's almost like as, as the Lord draws us near, it's like he's starting to soften our heart. Like mm. he wants to, he's like kneading it a little bit, like the, like the potter with the clay. It's like this softening up of the heart that, that out of the heart comes the behaviour. Mm. So God takes it from that direction. He, he starts with the heart and that as, as he changes our heart, that then moves out towards the behaviour, changes the behaviour, whereas mm. we come the other direction and we think, all right, I've got to deal with the behaviour 
but I'm not, but so, and I'm, and I'm trying to change the behavior without my heart having been softened. So now it's all self-effort that isn't ever really going to work. Or if it does, it's very short term. I'll be kind for a, an hour, patient for half an hour. But it's, but it, I love the way that it's the other way around with the Lord. Like he, he beckons us in like this shepherd with the sheep and all these, all these images that we have in the Bible of how he brings us in. But it's about the heart. I want to soften your heart and warm up your heart where it's cold and, and where it's, where it's, where it's, resistant i want to i want to break that down so that ultimately so that his love can flow into our heart and then that all of that then changes the, the all it's almost like the behavior then takes care of itself the way i live my life starts to change automatically because my heart's been transformed mm. okay so that's all very good but what does <laughs> what are these things come on andy what are these things that God would want to change. You always put me on the spot. What oh, I love going? it. I literally love being the interviewer. I know, but that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should change it. Interviews by Kath to Andy. No. Podcast. <laughs> no, I, I literally love asking questions. I know you do. I, yeah. And then I win and I, I think of my own answers. Well, what's the question? What are the things that God, what are examples of things you want that me God to pick would one. want to? Should I pick one? You could pick a few. I'm going to pick one. Go on then. And then you can have a go. What about selfishness? Did you say that because I just said this? <laughs> no. no. Okay. It's, it's, a good, it's a good example of something. Selfishness, because we can all be selfish. Because why? Because we, it's just in, built into us to think of ourselves ahead of time. We live in a world which is very me focused. Okay. So, right? take, so God's shining his light. He's knocked on the door. He said, this is a bit of an issue I want to work on. Not we've decided I'm selfish and I'm going to get better at this. So what would that look like then? Right. So rather than me just thinking, right, well, you know, when it comes to dinner, I'll let somebody else have the bigger portion, have the bigger portion or take the chips first or whatever. And that's a, because that's a behavior choice. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I can do that and I can do well, that. Well, it would make you a nicer person. Well, would it? Or I, I mean, I could just feel a bit smug about it. Or you might develop a different, uh, yeah, you might get proud that you've, you've worked on proud, yourself. Or I could get bitter. All the way through the meal, I could feel bitter. That nobody but, noticed that yeah. you've worked on your selfishness. So then I'd explain to everybody subtly. Did I not? What I did. Yeah. Or or I asked the Lord, wow, Lord, yeah, I can really see that. And I need you to change my heart, Lord, that I would be. Because the thing is. Okay, we, so then trying, hang, keep going. And then out of your heart. The behaviour starts to change. So because God's changing your heart on selfishness and you, you then you're selfish behavior changes yeah so i have to ask the lord to help to transform my heart because why because my heart doesn't reflect his heart because he is he is the ultimate other person centered person mm. he, everything that he did if you look at the life of jesus it was so much giving but mm. other selfless giving so, so i yeah. need him to to change where my heart doesn't match his heart i need his the work of his holy spirit to transform me and in the process of that, of course, it might highlight things that have shaped my heart. Mm -hmm. So there might be things in my life where maybe I didn't have much and I had to really grab onto whatever I did have mm. because I had so little. So now I've, it sort of morphed into this thing of selfishness. So then there's a wound, right? There's an experience that was difficult or traumatic or whatever. So I'm in, in part of God reshaping my heart, he will want to heal that wound as well. 
I, I like this, Andy. I, yeah. No, seriously. Is that a good answer? I, I really like this no. because if you, th- I think there's lots of things like jealousy. We yep. could just work on our jealousy. We could just beat ourselves up when we're jealous. Or if God's shining his light on that, we can, we can come to him and he can change our heart, like you're saying, and then our behavior change. But also he might look at, or he'll look at all aspects of that. And that's part of what we do at Alal, isn't it? We, yeah. we talk about these things. We talk about anger, we talk, but not just in a how to manage your anger way or how to change your jealousy or how to be less selfish yeah. and just that they're bad and wrong and you just chop them off. Let's let's unpick some of these things, you know. Let's all right. There's a fear, but okay. Well, that we can all say that's wrong, and I've got to trust God more. But why is it there, Lord? And this is the Lord's heart. What shaped heart. my heart? Yeah, because He sees it all, doesn't He? Yeah, I like that. That's kind of, that makes Him really kind, doesn't it? Because yeah, He doesn't just leave it to us to fix ourselves. And if it, we were left to ourselves, we would just literally just chop and block, wouldn't we? And we'd just. But also, I think it touches on the on our motivation. Like, why do we want him to transform us? And I think if we see it from the point of view of, Lord, wherever my heart doesn't reflect your heart, I want you to change it. Mm. Like, that means that I then become more like you, Lord. I, I, I reflect you better. It means I'm, I'm a better fit with you. I can get closer. There's less in me that resists you. So this is all about relationship, which is what motivates the Lord. Like he's motivated by the relationship. If we're also motivated that way to say, Lord, show me where my heart yeah. doesn't match yours and, and please transform me. Because we can't change our own heart. That's the simple truth of it. We just can't do it. No. Self-effort will not do it. But that was going to be my second question oh, as okay. the interviewer in this podcast that I was going to ask you, Andy. What is God's motivation in this? But I think it's love. And I, I, I'm... I think he is wooing us to himself. Yeah. And I've been reading this book, haven't I? I'm yeah. absolutely obsessed with it. You are. I've read it so many times before, but I've, I've reading it again. I'm reading it really slowly and it's it's really touching my heart. It's um, The Hind's Feet on High Places by Hannah Hernard. And um, it's a be- beautiful book. I'll read some of it a bit later. But it it's all about climbing this mountain, about how much afraid this character, this um, disfigured much afraid who's just lived in the valley of humiliation with all of her relatives and how the good shepherd comes to beckon her to come to the high places with him mm. and uh, how he puts in this this thorn in her heart this seed of of knowing true love to, that will grow in her heart as she goes on this journey and it reminds me of the, the verse in psalm 24 that talks about who may climb the mountain of the lord who may stand in his holy place only those whose hands and hearts are pure who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their saviour. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors and let the King of glory enter. And then it keeps going. But I, I think it's quite interesting, this open up the ancient gates, open up the ancient doors. And I think as we go on these journeys with God, and it's really what we wanted to bring on this podcast, wasn't it? A challenge, like keep going higher don't get complacent where you are or um drift off but let's keep growing with him and trying to draw closer to him and as we do he does knock on these doors actually it's interesting because it says doors andy Mm. you were talking about doors so he knocks on these ancient doors and gates of our heart these places where maybe we've locked away traumas or we've locked away healing needs or we've locked away sin yeah and he knocks on them 
and says, let the king of glory enter. Yeah. And the, th- the beautiful thing about that, though, is it's, it enables the presence of the Lord, doesn't it? Yeah. It brings the presence, the presence of the Lord into my life. Mm. And again, if we're looking at motivation, like, Lord, why do I want you to transform me? Is it so that I can look like a better Christian? So that then when I'm at church, people will think, oh, they're a good Christian, which makes me feel more acceptable and I feel like I fit more, which can be a big motivation for a lot of people. Like, I just want to fit, like, so I'll, I, I need to learn how to be, I'll serve more so that I fit more, mm. which, is, which is not the same thing as, Lord, I want you to transform me. I want you to do your work in my heart, because what that enables is not so much the approval of man and other people, but it brings the presence of the Lord. Because don't you think it's true that you could self-improve, you could even be a Christian and you could self-improve and you could be a really nice person. Yeah. It could be like the kindest, most patient, most self, all that you could be seemingly, well, just a really nice person to be around. Sounds there's lots of nice people around. There's, to yeah. be honest, there's lots of non-Christians who are really nice yeah. to be around. Yeah. Because it depends what, if you've been brought up well and you've got, you've had a lot of good things put into you, you do tend to be quite a, you've learned how to fit into the world and how to not talk over the top and people and, you, you know, you're just a nice person to be around. But that, that is, it's an interesting thing to think that doesn't actually necessarily mean that you're full of the Holy Spirit. No, it doesn't mean anything from an eternal perspective, no. does it? No. So self-improvement is going to make, if you like, human beings better. Yeah. Make the world better, make you and actually I suppose you could you could use it for your own selfish thing, couldn't you? Like if you had a if you just wanted to be if you were focused on people liking you and people accepting you, well then self improvement is a really good idea because you're gonna be more acceptable and you're gonna be more liked. <laughs> but all of it could be on a complete tangent from anything that God wants to do. Yeah. And God's beckoning us up to him and to and and his character and his glory would reflect out of us so it's like you're saying it's for eternal purposes it's for kingdom purposes it's not for just a nice happier existence in the world this is eternal yeah true transformation the thing that makes it confusing just as a slight sidetrack is that self-improvement requires self-effort but holy spirit transformation also does require my effort does it require does it does it require effort well i guess it depends what the <laughs> what what the effort is well does it require effort or does it require yielding yeah yielding that's like a real old-fashioned word surrender i was thinking of but yeah good word yeah yielding like at the um in america when we lived in america and you had to yield year old it's good good american <laughs> accent oh dear at the at the uh, crossroads you no, had to I, yield i remember yeah yeah well yeah i mean yielding is a big deal isn't it because because that takes humility mm-hmm. and and it does take a level of determination yes lord i'm gonna yield to you but i do well to be honest i actually do think it does take a bit of effort because it takes effort or maybe it's guts i don't know what is the right word but I mean, if the Lord wants to start dealing with some of the hard places in my heart. It does take effort. I think you're right. I think it does. I think but it's it, all of it. It's just the, not just effort, but is the it? the difference is it's not self-effort. It's, it's submitted 
effort. It's it's agreement with God effort. It's, mm. it's yes, Lord, I agree. You're saying this, so I'm going to go there with you. I'm, but you're in you're in charge. You're yeah. You're leading the way. You're doing the changing, and 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 I'm submitted to that. So I'm open to your correction and maybe the correction of others if I if I allow them to speak into my life. But but I think there is effort, and I think that's where sometimes it becomes confusing. This thing about self improvement and transformation. There's another verse I really love in Hosea 10, verse 12, that says, Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up your fallow ground, for it is the time to seek the Lord that he may come to you and rain righteousness upon you. So even there, there's talk of effort. Yeah. But it's not us setting our agenda to say, right, God, this area needs healing and this area needs correcting. And so, will you come and work on this in me? I think that's where the the mix-up is. It's about God saying, "As you walk with me, we're gonna now we're gonna work on this together." And it might not be in the order we want it to be, might it? Oh, that's that's interesting. Isn't I mean, it? we as a ministry, we have people come to our centres all the time, and most people would come with a kind of a with a bit of an agenda of what they want the Lord to do for them. But very often times, the Lord actually isn't going to go that in that order. <laughs> There's something else that he sees as a much more important or deeper issue that he wants to get to first. So part of this yielding is allowing him to be in control of the process. And again, that is, that is taking self out of the process, allowing him to be the one that's directing it. So I think bottom line, we're saying this is about God being in control and about him changing our hearts and changing, changing our lives, but changing our hearts first by drawing us to himself. And it's not so that we're more acceptable to him, so we, now we're lovable or now we're accepted, right. but because he wants relationship with us. Yeah. So he wants us to keep journeying with him, and that's what we do offer at all our centres, isn't it? That journey, come and go deeper with him, go higher back to the analogy of mountains and yeah and he's aware of the way that the that life and the world have distorted who we are as people and our view of him and each other and and that's part of the transformation process too and and being aware that this is a lifelong journey like like it says in Philippians 1 verse 6 I'm sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus it's this I mean, I love I love the analogy in the book that you've been reading of this climbing the mountain thing because it's it's like God sets you on this journey, and He says, "I'm gonna I've I started the process in you, this transformation work, and I'm going to continue that transformation work, and then I'm going to complete this transformation work on the day where you effectively when you finally meet me face to face." But this journey. But why is it? Why does He want to? I guess I'm, I think I've already asked it, but why does He want to transform us? Is it just so we're better for him it's got to be his love hasn't it? it it absolutely is about love and relationship and closeness and the things that are between us that that stop that relationship being dealt with and removed and changed and transformed and you're being transformed into his image aren't you more mm-hmm. and more like him and so then that, that scripture that talks about rivers of living water so his holy spirit has more room it has more more space to pour out of us I guess it's a little bit like if you have a shower, like when you get a brand new shower installed, 
the water flows really brilliantly out of the shower head, doesn't it? But if you live in an area where maybe it's chalky water or whatever, it just gets clogged up after a while and it just doesn't suddenly these little it's annoying, isn't it? Some of the, the, the holes don't the water doesn't flow out of it properly and the whole the whole thing isn't working as it should. And I guess in some ways it's a little bit like that for us. The Holy Spirit fills our hearts is what God's heart is for us. He fills us with his spirit and out of us will flow this these rivers of living water. But it's like but there's a lot of the holes in our heart which are clogged up and dirty and dysfunctional and broken. So the flow's not as strong. So the flow's is not strong, as strong, yeah. Mm, so so. As, we, as God transforms us, we should expect the byproduct of that is that more of his spirit will flow into our heart and out of us to mm. others too. Mm. So I'm just going to read this bit from um, Hind's Feet on High Places that uh, has been impacting impacting me so much lately. And it's about Much Afraid, who's climbing this, this mountain with the Good Shepherd um, to the high places. And she's at this pit where she looks at this mountain face and thinks, I can't possibly, can't possibly get up there. So it says... Much afraid, said the shepherd again. Tell me, what is the matter? Why were you so fearful? It is the way you have chosen me to go, she whispered. It looks so dreadful, shepherd, so impossible. I turn giddy and faint whenever I look at it. The roars and hinds can go there, but they're not limping, crippled or cowardly like me. But much afraid, what did I promise you in the valley of humiliation? asked the shepherd with a smile. Much afraid looked startled and the blood rushed into her cheeks and ebbed again leaving them as white as before. You said she began and broke off and then it began again. Oh, shepherd, you said you would make my feet like hind's feet and set me upon high places. Well, he said cheerfully, the only way to develop hind's feet is to go by the paths which the hind use, like this one. Much afraid trembled and looked at him shamefacedly. I don't think I want hind's feet if it means I have to go on a path like that, she said slowly and painfully. The shepherd was a very surprising person. Instead of looking either disappointed or disapproving, he actually laughed again. Oh yes you do, he said cheerfully. I know you better than you know yourself, much afraid. You want it very much indeed. And I promise you these hinds feet. Indeed I have brought you on purpose to this backside of the desert where the mountains are particularly steep and where there are no paths but the tracks of the deer and the mountain goats for you to follow. But I never dreamed you would do anything like this, leave me to an impassable precipice up with which nothing can go but deer and goats, when I'm no more like a deer or a goat than is a jellyfish. It's too, it's too... She fumbled for words and then burst out laughing. Why, it's preposterously absurd. It's crazy. Whatever will you do next? The shepherd laughed too. I love doing preposterous things, he replied. Why, I don't know anything more exhilarating and delightful than turning weakness into strength and fear into faith and that which has been marred into perfection. If there is one thing more than another which I should enjoy doing at this moment, it is turning a jellyfish into a mountain goat. That is my precious work. That's great. I love it. I love, the, I love that picture of feeling like a, a, a jellyfish. It's totally like this. Can I relate to it, can't we? God, no strength, Lord, I can't do it. I don't want to go. Yeah. Don't take me higher. Right, I'm going to pray. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, that you are a transforming God. Thank you that when you found us and rescued us, Lord, you didn't leave us where you found us, but you, 
you have this purpose to transform us and renew us and to change us, Lord, that it's the work of your spirit in us. And we, Lord, many times have tried to do it on our own, in our own strength, and and it doesn't work, Lord, or it's short-lived or it's not really fruitful. So even today, Lord, we we want to say we give you permission to change us, Lord. We 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 let go of our own agenda, our own self-improvement, Lord. We want your Holy Spirit to work in our hearts, Lord. We want to ascend that that mountain. We want to have hinds feet, Lord, in high places. We want you to soften our heart and change our heart, and and that we would get closer and closer to you in that, Lord. Our relationship with you will go deeper and deeper. So we thank you, Lord, wherever we are, whatever we've done, however far off we feel we are, Lord, that you are close by, you are the good shepherd, and that you'll lead us along this path. And so we thank you, Lord, that you'll do this good work in us. Just pray that you'd really bless each one that's listening right now, Lord, that they would have that encouragement in their heart, Lord, that they don't have to self-improve, they, they just need to trust you to transform their hearts. And we ask that you do it, Lord, in your, in your love and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And just a reminder that it really is not to be marketing our courses or anything like that, but just to tell you that at at our centres, this is what we do. We help people on that journey up the mountain and help people to look, not with their own strength, but look with with the Good Shepherd at the areas of our heart that just needs to be looked at. And there's no judgment or criticism. We we all understand what it what it is. So it's a place to be real and it but it's a place to grow as well. So you can always check out the website and see what's going on around where you live. Yeah. But thank you for listening and we will be back soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.